60. Hot damn. All right, here we go. Tyler, this is about to be a very groovy episode, sir. Sock it to me, sir. Do you know why? <laughs> yeah, it's all about the 1960s, man. So this is so, like some of the coolest stuff happened in the 1960s. This was a very, very big decade. Um, three of our four parents were born in this decade. We just recently found out in episode 59 that your dad was born in the 50s, but three of four of them were born in the 60s. Um, another bad. exciting random fact we have is we finally got to drop the brand new first time to be seen uh, uh, podcast cover art that Seal made for us. That's at C period E period A period L. Tyler, you 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 got to take a look at it. What do you think of it? It's the best one yet. It's the best. I I don't know. Seal somehow manages so, to outdo himself. I I know you bombard him with work a, <laughs> with with a ton of shit, uh, but he always comes through. He never. Yeah. You know, he never. Uh, not not I don't want to say pull any punches, but like he doesn't skimp. He always puts his you know his full force no, into no. anything. Absolutely, that's 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 a fact. Um, I kept teasing people. I kept saying that one aspect of this was the hardest thing that he's ever had to do. Um, Tyler, do you know what it is? Have I already told you what it was? You did not tell me what it is. So looking at it, it totally has James Bond vibes. We were going for Man with the Golden Gun. He said the very hardest thing he's ever had to do was make the Golden Gun. The drawing of the Golden Gun, he said, was the hardest thing he ever had to do. That's amazing. Like, you wouldn't think that would be it. Yeah, right? So I'm just, like, looking at it. I'm like, okay, there's, there's you know, bikini women on it. There's you on there. There's me on there. There's an explosion, a car chase, all this stuff. And all the crazy art that Seal has done for us in the past. And then the hardest thing to do was the gun. Thing you least expect, you know? He said he said it's because of the the, the reflection. He's like, because it's a shiny mm. object... And he said it was just like gold. He said, I've never had to do anything like that before. So it really pushed him out of his comfort zone and, and to try to really learn how to even do it. So wow, it came out, it, it came out awesome though. Totally worth it. Seal, we love you. We appreciate it. I hope you all love it. Um, I think this is the coolest one so far. It is. It is. It is the coolest one. It's right up there with the first one he did. I mean, the very, very first one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that yeah, one. That a one's a job. solid one. Yeah. So, and so then you have what? Let's... Twelve more backed up for him. <laughs> yeah, we're good until uh, I think. What year is it now? Twenty one. Yeah, we're good until twenty thirty five. Absolutely. Keep them coming. And and again and again for anyone that wants to put their name into the line, get your commissions done. Do something awesome. The holidays are coming up. Get your commissions in. The guy's name is at C period E period A period L. And you'll get him by February 2026. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Get in line. Back um, in line, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Get Yeah. Pull, pull, take your number just like at the deli counter. <laughs> so uh, this episode is going to be really special. It's all about the 1960s. There's so much to go over. Tyler, are you ready, dude? Let's just get right into it, man. Let's hop into this bad boy. So, so the 1960s were a decade of a revolution of change in politics, music, and society around the world. 
It started in the United States and the United Kingdom and spread to the continental Europe and other parts of the globe. The 1960s era was an era of protest in the civil rights movement. Blacks and whites protested against the unfair treatment of races. Towards the end of the decade, more Americans protested against the war in Vietnam. Many people in the United States thought that America had no reason to be so far away from home. Uh, Female activists demanded more rights for women whose role in society began to change. The birth control pill and other contraceptives were introduced, making it possible for women to plan careers and have babies when they wanted them. In the 1960s, shattered American politics with the assassination of famous leaders John F. Kennedy, who became the first Catholic president in American history, who was gunned down in Dallas in 1963. When his brother Robert ran for president in 1968, he too was killed by an assassin's bullet in California. A few months earlier, civil rights leader Martin Luther King, who had done more for African Americans than any other person before him, was killed in Memphis, Tennessee. After World War II, people all over the world started working hard and respecting the values they were brought up with, especially in Europe. It was, an area, it was an era of recovery and rebuilding. In the 1960s, many young people started doubting such values. They protested against everything that was mainstream. They had hair long and wore unusual and strange clothes. Uh, that's the 1960s in a nutshell right there, man. What do you think? That was succinct. That was succinct. And I'm sure there's a lot of people <laughs> who have non-flashbacks that are not happy with how succinct that was. <laughs> yeah right there's there's totally getting uh flashbacks and and um what's that movie called uh with tom hanks um uh f- uh what's it called forrest gump there's a lot of people getting uh, forrest gump vibes from that paragraph well uh, <laughs> yeah seriously uh oh it, i mean that was a yeah. that was a mouthful yep. right there i mean there was so much happening in the 1960s dude that was a lot of compressed history in two paragraphs yeah, yeah, and and here's a random fun uh, Tyler fact for everyone. Tyler, you actually went and visited the 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 library where um, supposedly uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was that he when he assassinated uh, John F. Kennedy, right? Yeah, the book depository in uh, Dealey Plaza, fifteen fifteenth uh, birthday. Was it was it was it cool to do that, or or was it weird, or was yeah. it surreal, or how was that? Uh, I've never gone on any trip before or since purely for any historical reason. So that's still, I mean, it was great. I mean, uh, I, I, at that age, I was absolutely obsessed by it, uh, which is weird to say as a 15 year old, but I was super into it and read the, the Warren report. I read the, uh, the famous conspiracy book crossfire as well as, um, uh, Jim Garrison's book. I forgot what that one's called. And I, I was so fucking into it. Oh my God, what's happening over there? Holy shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, man. We, we're getting uh, new neighbors are moving in and, and you know, the kids aren't having it. <laughs> Sounds like Dealey Plaza 63 back there. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I tried, I tried to pipe in the sound effects, you know, for, for dramatic effect. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you're into, I mean, not if you're into it, but I mean, it's, uh, I guess for American history, I guess it's a, it's a modern historical place to go and, and see always people taking photos there. People always flock to it. Yeah. Apparently yeah. just not on the day that it happened. Right. Well, Abraham's a <laughs> and which is the most famous one, but there's supposedly many others that, uh, supposedly 
the government took those photos away because it showed second gunmen, third gunmen, possibly, what have you. We're, we're, we're going to dig deeper into that on another episode. We have a very special guest coming up with us that, that knows a thing or two about this topic. Yay. So that's going to be excited to talk to that person about it. Who, right? who got that's a me into for us. it. Yeah. Is, is he what set it all off? Is, is, is he the person yes. responsible for setting it all off? Yes, because I never wow. knew there was all wow. the conspiracy okay. and all of that, that hullabaloo until he went into it. And I'm so happy he's going to be on. Yeah. All right. Well, there's a surprise coming for everyone. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, that's we'll tease. We'll tease that more later. But uh, let's continue. Yeah. I have a few more facts, and then let's get into some lists. Um, so, growing up in the '60s, uh, the '60s <clears throat> were definitely far from perfect. But it was a, it was the perfect time to be an adventurous kid. Family life in the '60s was linked to freedom, so parents were more permissive, and family time was less of a priority. Teens could hang loose. And there were a few helicopter parents. Uh, if you were born in the 60s, the best times were probably spent riding your bike, playing with friends, listening to rock music, wearing go-go boots, miniskirts, bell-bottoms, trousers, or hippie jeans, making tie-dyed t-shirts, watching an American bandstand on TV, and learning to do the twist. It was yeah. a time when television became family entertainment. <laughs> Um, while television in the 60s presented a raw, real, scary, and disturbing view of the world to families, it also gave them a temporary escape from their 60s reality with its seemingly contrary entertainment programming. There were Saturday morning cartoons, lighthearted family sitcoms, musical variety shows, and old movies. Sci-fi was still in its developing stage, but the 60s produced futuristic dramas uh, and edgy dramas such as The Twilight Zone, The Outer Limits, and most notable, The Longest Lasting Star Trek. Um, Tyler, hmm. do you like the Star Trek uh, TV show? This, yeah, from the sixties. Yeah, that's great. Most of it. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I mean, it sounds like so many of the big things. I mean, that, I mean, that seems like when entertainment really, really took off. Was that? Would you say that was like the boom of like sitcoms and 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 like just movies or I've, or would it be even earlier than that i think in terms of tv i think it exploded out of the 60s but i think movies came uh, more modern movies now came out of the 70s but i think tv definitely the 60s when did all in the family come out 70s 71 70s and and you say that's like the best thing ever right uh that personally is my favorite show of all time and it, it Which is, is definitely a massive, the, massive deal. Everyone knows you're Mr. Media. Right. And it's, I mean, it is an incredible sitcom that still shockingly holds up. Wow. Wow. I got to check it out, man. I mean, I mean, didn't you say also so many of, of the ideas and, and, and just the basics of a sitcom came from that? Like that was really the archetype of, of what it is today. Of the, like, the, in terms of a non, like, peaceful family unit. Like, there's, the, like, um, a lot of complications within family, within dynamics, within um, a family, uh, I guess, reacting to the outside world. Like, it, it broke the mold of, like, I Love Lucy and Father Knows Best and Hazel and all of those very sweet, oh, fucking Leave it to Beaver. All of those, uh, you know, very... Sometimes sickeningly sweet shows. 
uh, all in the family put the kibosh on all that and said, no, we're going to, we're going to present some real world yeah. problems with very over the top people. So that's what it is. Okay. <clears throat> well, I, I, for one, I'm worried about the beaver, Tyler. Well, as far <laughs> as I know, Jerry Mathers, the beaver is still kicking. So he's fine. God, I hate that show. Fuck. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into a list, Tyler. I mean, we love lists. Um, there's there's a lot to go over. So so get us in there, man. What, what do you have for us? So we'll, let's start very innocently. Let's go with 1960. February 9th was the very first star appearing on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Something that the two of us know very, very well. Oh, wow. And that is uh, Joanne yeah. Woodward, actress, uh, had the very first star. And still to this day, somehow they still have not run out of room. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Who, who is she? Who is that actress? Do you, like, what was, she, was she in anything notable that, that I, I might know? Or? No. She, I, honestly, she's an actress of her time. Uh, I, I offhand can't name anything she's done. Okay, well, we should see about getting her on the next uh, episode. Maybe we can uh, interview and ask her a few questions. Yeah, hopefully she can hear. Okay, I, I, she's been dead for a while. <laughs> you know how it is. Well, what else is there? Yeah, yeah, it happens to the best of us. Uh, also, uh, the well, more importantly, 1960... July 25th, after six months of sit-ins, the Woolworths lunch counter in Greensboro, North Carolina becomes desegregated. Nice. Nice. There it is. What do you got? Nice. Right on. Um, in 1960, Democrat John F. Kennedy wins the U.S. presidential election after defeating Republican Richard Nixon. Kennedy became the first president and was the youngest person to have been elected into the highest office at the time. Uh, there's one, and what else do we have? Um, let's see. Um, yeah, the United States decides to send 3,500 U.S. troops to Vietnam. So those are some uh, fun uh, 1960s facts. Oh, wow, that's a punch to the gut, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> sure is. Uh, How about 1961 well, for us? Let's follow up Vietnam with another sort of softball here. 1961, March 11th. Barbie's boyfriend, Ken, makes his debut. Suave, motherfucker. Finally. No. Yeah. Uh, and the, uh, the other one, uh, 1961, August 4th, President Barack Obama is born in Honolulu. Let's, let's make 1961 easy. There's a lot to get through with the Tyler, 60s. I thought he wasn't born in the United States. Oh, don't oh. start. I... I <laughs> yeah no no <laughs> um for 1961 i have uh soviet cosmonaut yuri G yuri gagarian becomes the first person in space one month later alan shepard becomes the first american in space um what else uh the peace corps is created in 1961 also oh. world wildlife fund for nature or the wwf is created the wwf they wrestled the animals uh, I, as far as I know, no, but uh, I'll I'll check back and 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 I'll follow up with you on that. Would that be great if people just started wrestling bears and shit? There's just like human remains everywhere. 
<laughs> I mean, they have those people that wrestled like alligators and stuff like that, but it's nothing. It's nothing real or serious. Um, also, I there was a boxing match with a guy and a lion. Uh, I think it was a boxing or wrestling match, but but the lion was like super super sedated. Yeah, oh, it's it's, it's bullshit. It never works out well. Yeah. Uh, how about 1962? Right. Well, let's start off with another happy one, I guess. Oh, God, here we go. August 5th, 1962, uh, Marilyn Monroe was found dead in her home. Overdose. They can't all be, they can't all be gems, folks. Je- Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, True. However, True. here's a happy one. 1962, October 1st. Groucho Marx introduces the new host of The Tonight Show, Johnny Carson. His first guests are Joan Crawford, Rudy, Rudy Valley, nice. and the Phoenix Singers. Nice. Nice. The beginning of a, of a beautiful era, which still lasts till today, man. I, do you ever see The Tonight Show, or are you like dead asleep at that time already? The, the new Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon? No, I, I'm honestly not a fan. Oh, okay, well, then me either. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, what do you got? Uh, 19, 1962. Uh, let's see something fun. Uh, the comic book characters of Spider-Man makes his debut in the Amazing Fantasy number 15 comic. And okay. Sam Walton opens the first Walmart store in Arkansas. Oh, man. Remember, remember when we were teenagers, how much like fucking walmart was the devil remember that but way back when i mean yeah i mean walmart i don't know dude people beef with walmart for no reason they're just hard on walmart because it's just a ton of cheap shit but like i don't know man walmart's not all bad i think it's come back around again like it's not um it's not the devil anymore now it's just it's like target it's like Big lots. It's like anything else again. Like all of that, like stigma they had, kind of like evaporated, as we found other shit to like worry about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when Amazon uh, decided to make its move and say, you know what? No one likes these places, and uh, we're coming in uh, big time. So that's that's how that happened. That's true. And let's just shoot old Star Trek into space. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, what about nineteen sixty three? March 21st, 1963, Alcatraz is closed as a prison due to high operations costs. 1963. Have you ever been to Alcatraz? Have we talked about this before? Have you been there? We've talked about this personally. Um, No, I have not. I have not made it there yet because you need reservations to go there. Uh, Have you? Yeah. I've yeah. I've been there a number of times. I love it, man. I I I just love history things like that and like, you know, this it's so cool being there. Mm-hmm. I uh if you're ever in San Francisco, um just like Tyler mentioned, just like maybe we had mentioned before on on the on the show, um you really do need to make reservations. People make the mistake of thinking they're just going to walk up and buy a ticket. You're going to be sorely sorely fucking disappointed when you find out that it's booked 3 weeks out. Um make your reservations, go there right definitely definitely go there anytime you're in san francisco i highly recommend it it's really really cool yeah um the question i do have for you though do uh, you have to did take you have a anything tour else for or us can in you wander freely so so the way it works over there is they have a tour that's basically uh uh uh, uh like almost a cassette player 
that you put mm-hmm. on and you put headphones on and you kind of walk around at your own pace. And when you get to certain places, you press a button and it'll tell you about what you're standing in front of. It's not like a guided tour where it's, you know, a group of five, six people and 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 they're doing it all together. It's every person has headphones and you're just walking around, but you can totally just walk around there. Okay, that's what I, I that's what I would like to do. I don't want to be around a bunch of people and learn about a prison. I want to I want to lock myself in a fucking cell for a few hours and see what it was like. Yeah, Hold just the like in the movie The, the Rock. Yeah. Which by the way, if you uh, <laughs> escape Escape from Alcatraz is also a great Alcatraz movie based on a true story if you haven't seen it. Fucking fantastic. I I'm dying to see that movie. I've been wanting to see that movie for a long time. Every time it comes up, I'm like, should I? Shouldn't I? Should I? Shouldn't I? I next time I see it, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, it's a it's a Clint Eastwood. It's actually a Clint Eastwood classic that doesn't get brought up enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh did you have anything else uh, uh, for 1963? Yeah, I uh I hopefully this doesn't impede on what you have for 63, but it is the uh, Martin Luther King Jr., I have a dream speech at the Lincoln Memorial to a crowd of 250,000 people on August 28th. All right. Um, I have, uh, let me see. I have the BBC broadcast the very first episode of the iconic television show, Doctor Who. Ooh. Who? Have <laughs> Doctor Whom? Um, have you ever seen the show, Tyler? I mean, it has it has such a massive following, dude. Like, everyone and their mom love Doctor Who. Everyone knows all about it. All I know is that it's been going forever, right. and there's like a different Doctor every few years. Have you ever seen the show? Mm-hmm. the the Matt The Matt Smith incarnation I've seen. That's the only incarnation. But um, it's it's batshit crazy. I see why it's lasted so long. It's like Star Trek. Have you? I've I've never seen it, and is it a continuous storyline, or is there a reason why the Doctor changes every few years? Like, is it are they just going back and forth through time? Like, why why is it still going? Is it a singular storyline? So, from what I understand about the uh, the multiple Doctors, is that he they uh, well not he anymore because now there's I know that now there's a female version. Is that they do change their own appearance, and I'm not sure why but that is part of the canon or whatever okay yeah fair enough uh how about 1964 um so for 64 i have uh yeah i'll I'll do this one february 9th the beatles make their american debut on the ed sullivan show to a crowd of screaming fans um my dad uh, as he was born in the fifties, uh, being six or actually five. Yeah. He was five at the time. Um, remembers actually seeing the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show as a child, wow. because he, he knew they were coming on. He was put to bed, but he was listening. He stayed awake in bed and listened, uh, while his parents watched the show and he, um, uh, went to the stairs and watched through the bar like that, that cliche, this is how it was told to me. So maybe he is feeding into the cliche of, uh, watching through the, the bars on the stairs and watching the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. That's, that's super interesting, especially since I know for a fact that your grandparents had a one story house. 
No, no, that that house was. Just, I believe me, a lot of accidents were ha- were had on those stairs. So yeah, definitely a two story home. No, but that's that's awesome, man. That's awesome that he's he has a, a direct connection to that little piece of history, man. That's really really interesting. He was one of those children. That's awesome. Um, what do you have? Actor Sidney Poitier uh, wins the Academy Award for Best Actor, becoming the first black actor to win that honor. Mm-hmm. And this is a big one. Um, the Ford Motor Company begins to produce and sell the Ford Mustang. The 1964 Ford Mustang is like the holy mm. grail, man. Like this is the car everyone wants. Yeah, and it is. I mean, the original Mustang is such a fucking beautiful car. Yeah, <laughs> it's so gorgeous. It, it is. It is, man. It is, and it's iconic. I mean, just the stance of it, just the look of it, the 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 silhouette of that car is hasn't been replicated, man. I don't care how no, close they get with the new models; it's nothing like the original. I was just about to say that. Yeah, they can try to make a more modern version of that design. It just they've not cracked that code yet. Yeah, there's something yeah. about it. Yeah. Also, uh, random fun fact: um, both of my parents were born in the year 1964, so. There's that. There we go. 64 <laughs> is a good year. Good vintage. Was a great, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. What about uh, 1965? Uh, oh, I had, wait, I had a second one for 64. Was that Boots? That that was me. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Um, so the last thing I, wait, did I do two for 64 or just one? I think you just did the one. Oh, okay. Uh, just a personal one. Uh, both Adam's Family and the Munsters debuted in September uh, 1964 within one week of each other and also got canceled one week within each other two years later. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah. A fun All rivalry right. between them. Yeah. And which is the better show, Tyler? <sighs> I think writing and creative-wise, it's the Adam's Family, but as a personal favorite, it's always been the Munsters. All right. So it's personal bias. All right. All right. Well, you know what, though? I appreciate that you're open and honest about it. I appreciate that you said, you know what? It actually is this one, but I like that one. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Where are we at? We're in 1965. 1965. Eric, you might start laughing. Don't start laughing. And I will explain this after I say it. Um, it is the Selma March. And the reason why, yep, see, there he goes. Uh, Now, the reason why is because for a while, Eric and I shared Hulu accounts. And uh, for some, uh, I mean, somebody put Selma, like, on the top of my list or made it, like, the, you know, the number one thing that would pop up. But, like, every time I turn on Selma, like, it used to always be, okay, here's Arrested Development, here's uh uh, uh, always sunny. Here's the golden girls. But for like literally like six months <laughs> staring me in the <laughs> face was the movie Selma. So that's, it's kind of been like a, a joke. Like if someone logs into someone else's streaming service, like Selma would just pop up. But yeah. Selma is a very important March. It is, it holds a huge uh, part of history. I'm all for it, but uh, yeah. Um, Selma showed up on Hulu for six months straight. <laughs> yeah so basically from 1965 till the year 2020 <laughs> <laughs> pretty much it was an ad for that movie yeah uh do you, do you have a second one on that one in 1965 
Um, I do. Uh, St. Louis, nineteen sixty-five, October twenty-eighth. The Gateway Arch is uh, opened to the public. Okay. Right yeah. on. Uh, I have the Voting Rights Act is signed into law by President Lyndon Johnson. And what else do we have? Something fun. Something fun. What's something fun? Uh, Mary Quaint designs the miniskirt in London, and it becomes a fashion craze. So God bless you, Mary Quaint. I love miniskirts. Uh, yep. Uh, you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No standing, standing O. Standing O from both of us. You know. <laughs> standing O. Exactly. <laughs> Um, how about 1966? Oh my God. November 7th, 1966, John Leno, uh, John Lennon meets Yoko Ono. Um, yes. controversial to, <laughs> to uh, some music fans, but, uh, I, an iconic couple. You can't deny that. Yeah, but she destroyed the Beatles, Tyler. I know you don't like them. So like, she's like your saint, but she destroyed the Beatles. <laughs> Oh, the Beatles are fine. They're fine. Yoko, unfortunately, is not a fine musician. She is terrible in her own right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have the very first episode of the popular television Star Trek aired in 1966. Yep. There it is. Uh, ushering the you? new color wave of television. That and Batman. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, color was around for, you know, more than 10 years prior. But like, this is when they started pushing like, oh, here's the color stuff. And that's why Star Trek's so colorful. Batman is way overly colorful, really taking advantage of this new medium. Is that when uh, I Love Lucy also had some color episodes or is that way after? No, this is when uh, Lucille Ball was doing her post I Love Lucy shows. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when did it become uh, color for them? I mean, I mean, it's always been black and white, but just random channel surfing. I did see random episodes of I Love Lucy in color. So CBS has been colorizing I Love Lucy since the early 90s. And it's a trend that still continues to this day. They They colorize about maybe two or three every five or six years. And they usually turn that into a special uh, broadcast special on CBS. Wait, 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 wait. So they're they're doing it backwards. They weren't just like made at the time. I thought I thought the 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 technology was around, dude. I didn't know that they were, are now going back and doing one or two a year, like you say. Yeah, you can tell um, when you can tell the '90s colorization from the current colorization because obviously the current colorization is much better. It's much smoother. It's not as waxy on faces. They get more yeah. of the skin tones properly, but. Yeah, they. This is. I mean, this falls in line with the whole controversy of colorizing black and white anything since the '80s, when Ted Turner was doing all that shit for TBS, the Superstation. Okay. So. Um, yeah. My 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 quick question to you while we're on that, everyone knows you're Mister Media, so if I don't ask this question, it might go to hell. Um, you know when they show like videos, dude, and it's like nineteen fucking ten colorized and it's like, you know, you see the horse and wagon and you see people dressed all kinds of ways and you just see people, you know, living their life on the streets. Um, right. when they when they colorize things like that, how do they know what color shirt this guy was wearing, what color that car was? How do they know that shit? So 
I mean, theoretically, there should be some historical researchers that should be trying to research the clothing. Like if they're wearing like a tweed jacket or a straw hat, you know, they should be trying to pinpoint those that's those particular those particular um, uh, articles of clothing and try to find images or try to find relics from that era, whether they're antique shops or eBay or whatever. Um, and trying to match the colors. Otherwise, if you don't, they're just going by, oh, okay, it's a darker gray. Let's make it a nice brown. Let's make it, you know, uh, a gray or something like that. You know, but, you really but, should be researching what those articles were. But is it kind of, and, and in all honesty, is it kind of a best guess kind of thing though? Like they don't, do they know that fucking car was blue or are they saying, yeah, this you know, blue was a popular color option at that time for this year's car. And, and that's probably what it was because it right. was filmed in black and white. Right. I mean, having an understanding of colors of the time period definitely helps. But, um, you know, now, especially with the internet, now it's so much easier than doing that shit in the eighties or the nineties or whatever, when it probably was the best guess. Yeah. Um, now, you know, with the information highway, as it was wonderfully called in the nineties, um, things have gotten much easier. You can pinpoint more. And I think, you know, there are a lot of historical you know, or historians that would know something and would point it out if they saw, you know, maybe like a broadcast colorization of something that was wrong. They would most definitely speak up. So I think there's right. much stringent guidelines on colorization now just because we have so much information accessible to us. Okay. And and I've said before on the show, like, I haven't really been a fan of the Isle of Lucy shows. Does it bother you to see it colorized? Like, does that throw you off? Or are you like, okay, whatever? I watch them every now and then as a novelty. But if I'm watching the show straight, just as it is, I will just always pop in a disc of the of the black and white ones. Because that's, that's just how I know it. Like, it's just All seeing right. them in color is just a fun little bonus, you know? Yeah. 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 Did they ever colorize like the monsters or anything like that? They did. Um, and how is, they colorized... and how is that? It's not bad actually, because uh, when, when you do colorization, the hardest thing to do is skin tones. You can never replicate any skin tone because, you know, in everyone okay. there's, you know, depending, you know, what your skin color is, there's also makeup involved. There's also eye color involved. There's also shadows interacting with that skin color because, and that color is always changing and is always, it's like the most diverse of any color palette is a skin color. And uh, we're still not right. at that point where it's perfect yet. But for the monsters, it works because uh, when you're colorizing stuff in the home, sure, they're objects. And with the monsters, they are green-colored uh, former people, I guess, as they were they were once living. So it's easier <laughs> to get away with that. So it's not bad, right. but it is in no way necessary. And it's, it's the episode Family okay. Portrait. No, I was just what curious. They colorized. Oh, it's just one episode that they did? They didn't do, like, multiples? Just one because um, it was thrown... Uh, now we're getting into minutia, but uh, Universal did a bunch of these where they have like a three movie thing across a couple of discs. So they had the Monster Go Home movie, um, the Monster's Revenge TV movie, and then they needed to fill it out. So they colorized Family Portrait to fill out the set. So it, in, a, in a way, it was kind of like a scam, but 
uh, I see why they did it. All right. All right. Yeah. That makes sense. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, moving right along. What, where are we at? We're in the 1967s, Tyler. 67s. Okay. Um, well, I, I hope, again, this doesn't impede on your list, but for football fans, biggest fucking day of the year, 1967, the very <laughs> first Super Bowl debuts. Yes, sir. Packers yes, sir. The, the Green Bay Packers and the Chiefs. Absolutely. Oh, and the Packers sorry. won. There we go. Yep. Yeah, 35 to 10. What else uh, do we got? What else do you have? You have a second one on that one? Uh, I do, actually. Let me see. I'm trying to, I'm rifling through a couple of them, trying to find. I, I don't want to miss a good one here. Um, uh, here's a good one. 67. Yeah. Um, these were the following musicians that were born this year. Kurt Cobain, Billy Corgan, Scott Weiland, Harry Connick Jr., Dave Matthews, Lane Staley, Noel Gallagher, Liz Fair, uh, Dave Navarro, Tony Braxton, R. Kelly, Vanilla Ice, Tim McGraw, Faith Hill, Jeff Tweedy, Nina Gordon, Dale Grover, Juliana Hatfield, John Popper, uh, Funkmaster Flex, Serge Tankian, and many more, it says. But that is a lot of music. Oh, my God, man. Year. Jeez, 1967 was the year to have an artist being born. Shit. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're almost guaranteed a music career if you were born that year. <laughs> um, uh, in 1967, Rolling Stone published its first magazine issue. So also moving right along the line of, uh, of musicianship and, uh, and artistry. Um, my second one, uh, Thurgood Marshall is appointed to the Supreme Court and becomes the first African-American uh, in, in that uh, capacity. My God, so he, was, 1967 he was in seems the Supreme like it was awesome. Court. 67 Thurgood Marshall? <laughs> My God, that man has like the longest <laughs> tenure of like any person ever in anything. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tyler, when you're good at something, Damn. You, you know, you stick with it. Oh, no shit. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about 1968 for us? Um, okay, so now there's two huge, uh, spoiler alert, two huge assassinations this year. I'll let you have one of them. Um, so uh, let's go with the first one that I'll, I'll pick is um, RFK, which we referenced earlier. Um uh, you know, it was in the midst of his presidential run and he would be shot dead. Um, and uh, very controversial with his assassin, who I believe is Sirhan Sirhan, who is still alive and yes. still in jail. And um, yes. there is uh, there there is some sort of government, possible government conspiracy with him and LSD, uh, which you can look up on your own. Um, the other thing, uh, that I have from 1968 is 2001 as Space Odyssey debuts. Um, still uh, talked about to this day. Yep. Uh, fun fact about uh, Sirhan Sirhan, he may be paroled soon. He, uh, Believe is it or not, right? he may be paroled soon. Yeah, Robert F. Kennedy's son he... is, uh, is, is... I, I have no idea. I have no idea why or or what good it's gonna do, but yeah, he may be paroled. Robert Kennedy's son is pushing um, uh, for them to uh, parole him, and and he's saying he's uh, rehabilitated. I I have no idea. 
Like what, like you think about the end of Shawshank Redemption, you know, someone who has been in prison, I mean, pretty much all of their life. What, what could Sirhan Sirhan possibly do at this stage in his life being outside of prison? Yeah. No idea. No idea what kind of functioning member of society he, he would be or attempt to be. I have no idea. Exactly. I mean, it, it almost seems like it would almost hurt to put him outside because, I mean, he's one of the most infamous figures in modern American history. Um, he has spent literally all of his life behind bars. He has, I mean, I, I don't know what he could possibly do. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a bad idea, personally. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So 1968, I appreciate you leaving the second one out for me. Uh, Civil rights leader Martin Luther King Jr. is assassinated in April by James Earl Ray. Uh, Horrible, horrible thing. I that's one of those things that like really, really you wonder what would happen if that never happened. Mm hmm. Oh, Um, my God. Yeah, it's yeah, right. It's like alternate universe. Like what if that never happened? You know, I, I, I feel like the movement would be so much more progressed than it is today where where these daily fucking things that are happening might not be daily happening you know or happening daily sorry right um yeah Absolutely. and thus yeah the civil rights act of 1968 is signed into law by president johnson that guy was that guy actually did a ton man that president johnson um Fun fun fact yeah. about him, he used to hold meetings while he was taking a shit. So he would have people in the bathroom while he was sitting on the fucking toilet. So Were those the tapes that President came out? Lyndon. Uh, I don't know that. I just know that that he's famous for sitting on the fucking toilet and, and just having full fucking conversations with people, which I, I, you know, more power to them. I think that's very, very insulting if someone did that shit to me. Right? Like, it's like, he's like in a meeting, he's like, yeah, we're gonna send like, uh, ah, maybe another 8,000 soldiers over and just uh, plop. And then what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring a new, uh, some more arsenal in there. And just like, yeah, like, who the fuck would do that? That's, that is fucking power there. If you can hold a meeting and take a shit at the same time. That's the American dream. Yeah. Yeah, that, talk about a power play, man. Like, that's a fucking power play. Oh, Yeah. Um, 69? 69. Now, 69 is actually a very fucking huge year. Um, Eric, I'll leave you uh, the, at least the two, um, but I'll, I'll take the easy way out. Uh, uh, two television shows debuted this year, Brady Bunch and Sesame Street. <laughs> That's it? I'll, I, I, dude, 69 right. is such a huge year. Well, look, what you don't do in two, I'll add one more. All right, fine. Uh, Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin become the first men to arrive on the moon during NASA's Apollo 11 mission, number one. Uh, number two, 1969, the Woodstock Music Festival takes place in New York and features such artists as Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jefferson Airplane, and The Who. There it is. What do you have for us, Tyler? Um... I was I I wasn't ready for that yet. I thought I thought actually something else was going to be mentioned. Um, uh, okay, I'll go with this one because <laughs> it's again a simple one. Uh, Elvis scores his final number one hit with the song "Suspicious Minds" on November first. <laughs> so there we go. There's the '60s, still summed up in a nutshell. But there it yeah, is. Yeah, rest in peace. There's the history. 
Yeah. Oh, what do we have next? We have more lists, I think. I mean, dude, the 1960s seemed like an awesome time to be alive, though, right? It almost seemed like the Wild West of pop culture at the time. It almost seemed to be the Wild yeah, West of yeah, pop culture absolutely. at the time. Yeah. 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 Um, this is a list that before we started uh, recording, you know, Tyler and I, we always go over the list and what we're going to do and, and you know, the order in which we're going to do things. Tyler came up with this list and I just think it's fucking awesome. I'm thinking I'm going to probably put my mic on mute so I could laugh the entire time. Yeah. Uh, t- Tyler, break it down for the people, man. All right. This next list is uh, the uh, 60s kids did what that would that would horrify us today. Uh, this is from Country Living, and um, yeah, 50 years ago, things were a very different time. Uh, starting off with the first one, pregnant women smoking and drinking. Commonplace, um, really no medical information yet. Remember, sex was still kind of <laughs> taboo at that point. Towards the late 60s, it would kind of break out, but yeah, um, this was a very different time. Not a lot of medical information. Um, good fucking times. What's next? Um, seat belts were pretty much a joke and not really heard of yet. Um, there's a great moment in yep. the show, <laughs> Mad Men. Eric, you probably remember this in the first season when, um, uh, I forgot what her name, January Jones's character is just driving and they're, the daughter is literally hopping from seat to seat as she's just driving at full speed in the car. It's just great. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. What's that? What's another one? Oh, um, well, this one, this one I find interesting because I don't see a lot of these trampolines without nets. Yeah, like the side, the side railing thing. Oh, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess. I feel like a lot of people don't really put those up anyway. But yeah, I guess. Uh, but there's the the great photo of this is, is a baby in his diaper on a trampoline with no with no net. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you see, you see, they're all about raising the fucking stakes. They're like, yeah, you've done a trampoline with no net, but did you do it when you were zero? Exactly. Um, <laughs> okay, so this next one would kind of uh, probably hits hard to Eric and I because, yeah, pro- I don't know. I mean, the 15 years that we've been out of grade school, I don't know how common this is, but walking to and from school alone. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a thing of the past. I think if you do that now, you're considered some kind of a dinosaur or like very, very um, like maybe poor or something like that, which sucks. But it was... I liked it, man. I liked just walking, you know, but it, it, it times have changed. I, I get it. it. Yeah. It's maybe not as safe, but, but yeah, dude, absolutely. Like I remember Tyler from what, from what grade did you walk home by yourself? Uh, from eighth to 12th. From eighth to 12th. Okay. You see, that's, that's freaking awesome, man. Like I did it from sixth grade. Um, I did it sixth, seventh and eighth grade. And then nine through 12, um, we were picked up, but it's, it's, it, it, it was always like a fiasco, but like, dude, I was walking home sixth grade. What are you like? <laughs> 10, 11 years old at that time. You get lost in your daydreams, man. Yeah, dude, it was, it was cool, man. I liked it. I don't know. I hope, I, I really hope we get back to that time, you know, for the kids sake, you know, I, 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 I hope as a society, we could be okay enough to where it's okay to walk on the streets again. Yeah, uh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, and you know, I in a way, I almost consider it. Yeah, well, I, I guess it kind of is out the window, but playing outside. 
you know, you're you're a kid playing outside, outside team. playing outside, no team. adult supervision. It's different, you know. You gotta you gotta rely on your own yeah. metal out there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was the time uh, where come home here? when it's dark was the rule. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, now this one's here, and this one I still think is very prominent today. Cereal with lots of sugar. I mean, my God, isn't everything? Yeah. Yeah that that hasn't gone away. Uh, what else is there? Um, hanging out in the candy stores. Um, what's a candy store these days? The market? A candy store? Yeah, a candy store candy, is 7-Eleven Actual, today, honest to God. Yeah, pretty much. It's 7-Eleven. It's, yeah, you know, whatever corner store you have, that's it. Um, next one is riding bikes without helmets. Uh, we don't know that era. Um, next one is hitchhiking. Which uh, Eric, I hope to God you've never done. Um, that would that would terrify me in the sixties too. Fuck it. Um, what else do we have here? <laughs> uh, no sunscreen. Uh, my mother and aunt are fucking notorious for this shit. For actually putting, uh, not I don't think it was Crisco, but it was like vegetable oil or some sort of cooking fluid on their bodies to get to tan faster and easier um which is yeah, terrifying. yeah I've, I've heard of that i've heard of that too and and it's a it's a fast practice skin cancer that's right yeah i i can't imagine how many people of this generation have some form of skin can or would get some sort of skin cancer um i mean our parents i don't know if your parents were the same way but it was like get the highest uh yeah, was it S? Is it SPF or whatever the fuck it is? Like, just make sure that these kids are as pale as possible. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was. It was a layer of uh, of uh, sunblock. Like it was. It was weighed heavy on us, man. I think it made me uh, uh, buoyant in in the pool. You'd get in there and you'd float because of how much was on you. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> it just looked at, like a giant cum stain going over the ocean. It was just gross. <laughs> um. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put these next two. <laughs> That's disgusting. I'm gonna put these. Uh, it is. I'm gonna put these next two together because uh, they're kind of they kind of go hand in hand. Uh, games in the streets and drinking from a garden hose. I've done both of these simultaneously. Um, another great time in history. Same. Yeah. Uh, Same. There's nothing like a good uh, garden hose water break. Yeah. No. Uh, what else here? Oh my <laughs> god, we're almost done. We're almost at the end of the list here. Spanking and hitting. Uh, no parent, I don't think yeah. would ever fucking dare to do this today. No, no, th those times are those times are gone. Yeah. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, unsafe toys. This includes any sort of um, you know, toy guns, slingshots darts uh anything with a giant spark coming out of it um <laughs> well yeah. we're on that well we're on that topic real quick though well we're on that topic real quick i just want to plug real quick um not episode 61 but episode 62 while we're talking about being unsafe uh it's the return of tyler can i say it already or should i wait a little bit 
No, it has such a great fucking title. Go for it. So we're going to have a uh, fan favorite. We're going to bring Burn back on for our third degree Burn. This is our third time having yes. him on. So the third degree Burn is absolutely happening. He's been saying that he has something like super fucked up stories for us. So we're bringing him back. Speaking of unsafe toys. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, very excited. He'll bring it. Me too. Yeah, he always does. Um, and we'll end with that list. That that was the last great one on there. I love it, dude. I love it. That that when you were describing it, like it was, it sounded freaking hilarious, man. And and it totally lived up to the hype. I'm sorry, I did mute my microphone. I was laughing like not nonstop, but I was laughing a good amount. And I didn't want to be too distracting. Yeah, unsafe toys always get a laugh. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a Instagram page uh, called Kids Getting Hurt, and I've been spending. <laughs> I've been spending Yay. more time than I than I care to share on that page. I don't know what's <laughs> wrong with me. I'm sorry. I admit I have a problem. I just think it's hilarious. Um, not specifically kids. <laughs> like, I mean, anyone falling down is funny, but just seeing a kid just fly off a slide, it's just something, dare I say, nostalgic about it. I've told you all this story about how I fell off a fucking slide at uh, Discovery Zone and like almost broke my collarbone. So, you know, if you there can't you laugh at it, right? Right, Tyler? Laugh at your own pain. Exactly. Exactly. And those were was the kid. The uh, were... Was the kid falling into the? Uh, was the kid falling into the abyss in there? Did that ever show up in that account? That they they actually they actually have that video. They do, and I saw it a hundred times. And I all I could do is think about you. <laughs> so it is, it yeah, is I... a startling video. <laughs> the kid falls into nothing. It's terrifying. It is, yeah. <laughs> he... <laughs> row by row of netting. Yep. Yeah, I'm surprised like no one's ever gotten hung from that, you know, or hanged or however you say it. Hanged, yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know. All literally any child's play place is now fucking closed for good now. So Yeah. Yeah. And end of an era, end of the ball pit era, as it'll yeah. affectionately be known. Your kids will never know what it's like to get the uh, common cold from. We a always ball talk pit. about Yeah. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, we wouldn't be the Team TNA podcast if we didn't bring up some movies. Tyler, I have the 10 most popular movies of the 1960s. Uh, you already know I'm going to have questions, Tyler. This is from RottenTomatoes.com. This is the top 10 mm. most popular. Um, let's just get right into it. It's it's not in chronological order. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, it's not in chronological order, but it is the 10 most popular movies. Um, number one. Tyler, you tell me if this is your number one from the 1960s, and that is 2001 A Space Odyssey in 1968. No. In fact, um, I no, will it's be not? talking about a movie in uh, in a few minutes that I think is more entertaining than that. All right. All right. We'll get yeah. to it. Uh, number two is Psycho, 1960. Good. Should number be number three, one. Somehow, should that should be. Okay. All right. Uh, number three is a movie that somehow this is another one just like Escape from Alcatraz. I keep saying I'm going to see this movie next time I have the opportunity. I will absolutely watch it um, if I get your blessing. And that is the good, the bad, and the ugly in 1966. Carve out the entire second half of your day. Is it why is it like one of those like three hour movies or what? Depends what version you're watching. I the longest one is over three hours. The shortest one, I believe, is just over two and a half. 
is it is it a slow burn does it feel like every minute of two and a half hours or or does it go by it doesn't feel that way it is a slow burn um i feel the okay the middle entry in that trilogy is the best that's for a few dollars more um i would start with the first one a fistful of dollars and if you like that one just keep progressing don't start with good the bad and the ugly oh okay all right um, number four is another long one. It's Lawrence of Arabia, 1962. Mm, yeah. Um, number five, Once Upon a Time in, a, in the West, 1968. Oh, yeah. My is that a good one? That's my favorite Western of all Once time. Once Upon a Time in the West? Yeah. There you have it, same, people. There you have it. A lot same, of you asked me. It's the same uh, same director as the guy that did the Good, the Bad, the Ugly for a few dollars more and Fistful of Dollars. Same dude. But this time he got it right. Well, he perfected it. And um, even though the character is basically Clint Eastwood's character, it's not Clint Eastwood's not in this. It is played by Charles Bronson. Yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember seeing a, a, a clip of... Um, I think it was uh, Rodney Dangerfield, like just a best of clip of him. I think it was him. And he was roasting people and he just looks at Charles Bronson. He's like, hey, Charles Bronson, why don't you go shoot someone? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) The Death Wish man was at the same Uh, time. Yeah. Number six. uh, This is this is. a. Okay, uh, number six is is uh, something I talked to Tyler about before we did the episode. I asked him about it. Now I'm going to share it with all of you so you all don't look stupid. Um, so, Tyler, you say most people just call it Dr. Strangelove, right? Yes. Yeah, no one has time for the full thing. Okay. Okay, but the full thing is, just in case anyone ever asks you, it's Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. So that's the entire thing, but you have Mr. Media's blessing, and you tell them that he said it. It's okay to say Dr. Strangelove. That's right. Fantastic film. Uh, all right. Uh, number seven is Rosemary's Baby, 1968. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. <laughs> number eight is The Apartment, 1960. Tyler, did that become Joe's Apartment uh, in the early 90s? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> not, at, oh, not at all. Okay, so no, rela- no relation. Okay, all right, cool. No relation. Uh, number nine, um, this one was another one I had a question for Tyler about. It's Le, Le Samurai. Le, Le, Le Samurai? Le Samurai. Le yeah. Samurai? Yeah. Le Samurai. This movie sounds awesome, dude. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting, very interesting concept. Um, uh, French New Wave meets the definitely, uh, the way of definitely the samurai. that one's on my list to check out. And if you want a good spiritual sequel to that, um, there's a movie in the '90s that's called Ghost Dog, which is sort of like a urban kind of guy that follows the way of a samurai. It's with Forrest Whitaker, Jim Jarmusch. Um, that one I actually like a lot more than the samurai, but it's the same kind of like philosophy put to like a genre that shouldn't really mix with samurai but it does and it's really it's really cool i like that i like that that's definitely something Mm. i'm gonna check out dude i appreciate that 
Um, and the last one, number 10 on the list, this one, it's just called eight and a half, Tyler. Is there, is there more to that one? Or is it like Dr. Strangelove where it's like a full paragraph comes after that? Or is it just called eight and a half? It's just, oh God, it's just so, I've seen clips of it. It's just so fucking boring. I, I have, I've not seen the whole thing. I don't want to. So you've seen about eight and a half minutes of it? <laughs> fucking dead on right there. There you go. That should be, that should have been the duration. Oh. <laughs> yeah i know it's All a right. fellini well, classic those were the 10 it's, most it's... yeah uh, so so those are the 10 most popular movies of the 1960s uh speaking of movies tyler do you have a movie obscure for us today sir i do indeed uh a 60s movie that does not get mentioned enough especially in cult circles and that is uh the 1960 is it two or three let me see here it's one of those two, and that's uh, the movie Spider Baby, um, which is basically the 1960s equivalent to House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, uh, it's directed by Jack Hill, who, let's see, what is the year? Oh, 67. Wow, it's off. Um, <laughs> uh, directed by Jack Hill, who did, was very famous for uh, a number of black exploitation movies in the 1970s, specifically Coffee and... Uh, Oh my God, the other Pam Greer one, Coffee and uh, Foxy Brown. Um, okay. Uh, this movie is Exploitation Heaven. Um, it also co stars Sid Haig, who played Captain Spaulding in uh, Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, and then the third one, I. What, what was the third one called? This is the End? I don't remember what the fuck it was called. Um, oh, three from hell. That's what it was. Um, he plays like uh, the mute yes. brother of of these two twins, uh, one of which thinks that she is the human version of a spider and kind of comes at people with like scissors near her mouth to sort of simulate fangs. Um, their caretaker is played by Lon Chaney Jr., who was, you know, the original Wolfman. And this was towards the end of his career when he was a full-on drunk. And you could see he's, you know, bloated and sweaty. Um, but this movie is just, <laughs> from start to finish, is just fucking great. I love this movie. I saw it about the first time about 10 years ago. And I've been in love with it since. Um, black and white. Um, it all takes place in one house. A uh, couple goes to visit, or 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 ends up um, their their cars break down, of course, and are being brought in by this maniacal family, which sounds just like House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. So, that sounds yeah. awesome. I it's like called, so one more time. It's called Spider Baby. It's called Spider Baby, um, and much like Doctor Strange Love, it also has a longer title. Uh, the longer title is Spider Baby, or the maddest story ever told. The maddest story ever told. I like that. That's cool, man. Let me write that yeah. down. Yeah. Uh, it is in that, the public Tyler? domain. Well, um, yep it uh, it is in the public domain. Um, and then, uh, and most recently, in the last uh, five or six years, uh, a decent copy was tracked down, and it has made its way to a beautiful looking Blu-ray. All right. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. And then what about, Tyler, uh, the very end, what about a song of the day for us? Hopefully you have something 1960s for us. I do. 1966, Nancy Sinatra, These Boots Are Made For Walking. Nice. 
Nice. That, that song always reminds me of Austin Powers. It is. It is. <laughs> Austin Powers kind of took that song and in a way destroyed <laughs> it, but it in a way made that movie so much better. So go figure. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Yeah. Um, I, I also have one for uh, 1960s. It's Can't Help Falling in Love by Elvis Presley mm-hmm. and the Jordanaries. That's a great, great song. One of his best. It's it's one of my all time favorites, man. It really is one of his best. It's it's one of my all time favorite songs. Um, I just want to plug episode sixty one. I know we had a few technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I know we had a little bit of technical difficulties in this one. We still hear the delay. You're not crazy. We hear it too on our end. Trust me. And we're doing our best to like try and sync up, but we're you know we're we're, we're fighting the good fight. Um, Tyler, is it okay if I plug episode sixty one real quick? Oh, please do. So episode 61, we have a massive surprise. Like we're going into the 19th, uh, we're going into the 60s episodes very, very strong. We have some really cool things lined up. But episode 61 specifically, uh, we have our friend, I'm dying to introduce her to the show and to all of you. We have our friend Liz coming on. Um, Liz is Tyler's absolute favorite person in the world. Right, Tyler? (laughs) She is. She is a gas. To quote the sixties, yeah, she's I yeah she's she's fucking awesome. Like we're gonna have a ton of fun with Liz, yeah. and I I'm so excited to bring her on here. So that's nervous. gonna be episode sixty one. Um, it's gonna be nice to have a, a female voice and, and female representation. I'm a little bit nervous too. Yeah, <laughs> it should be great though. Should be but, a lot of fun. Yeah, let's. Yeah, Tyler, just do me a favor and have your finger over the beat button because Liz has a fucking mouth on her, man. Like she's gonna get us in trouble. Yeah, uh, yeah. I corporations, uh, governments, possibly. You know, you know, you don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting one. Yeah, you never, you never know what you never know what Liz is gonna say. But anyway, come back episode sixty one, Team TNA. We're gonna be here with our friend Liz, and we'll see you there. All righty. Till next week.